Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast. And once again, Georgia is able to fend off uh, an opponent that, again, played the dogs tough. They, uh, you know... Slow start once again, which has been the storyline for Georgia this season. But that third quarter, I, I think if Georgia is able to bottle up the third quarter, uh, they, no one will stand a chance the rest of the season. But at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, you have to give it to this group of dogs, different than the last couple of teams, but able to find a way to win when they need it at most uh, and then come away with a 30 to 21 victory. Uh, at home against Missouri, a team that was ranked number 12 in the college football playoff rankings. So again, this was Georgia's toughest opponent so far this season. So now uh, this is Georgia's biggest win so far this season. And I think uh, you look at last season where Georgia steamrolled everyone else on the schedule, went 15-0. and You have to look back and remember that the team that, you know, kind of played Georgia as close to uh, as anyone last season was Missouri. That 26-24 win uh, was the closest win they had until that Ohio State missed field goal sent Georgia to the national championship again in the in semifinals last year. But uh, you know what? They say it all the time. Turnovers can make all the difference in a game. They are one of the toughest things, if not the toughest thing to overcome in a football game. And Missouri had two of them. And, you know, Georgia took advantage. And uh, Nazir Stackhouse's interception there late in the game, incredible uh, play by the big man, unfortunately wiped out uh, as far as getting uh, to the Missouri five-yard line by an unfortunate penalty by Smile Munden, uh, you know, one that he would love to have back. But you got to love it for anytime you could see a big man interception and, and see them run down the field. It's, it's a joy for everyone to watch, and I'm sure – it's a moment he'll never forget. But at the end of the day, uh, I think the storyline of this game was, again, the third quarter. Um, coming into this game, Georgia had outscored their opponents 86-13 to 13 in the third quarter. It was tied 10-10 at halftime, and the Bulldogs came out and scored touchdowns on both their possessions in the third quarter to get them up 24-13. to 13. Um, you saw Kendall Milton look healthy and have one of his biggest runs uh, of the year, that 14-yard touchdown. Um, again, that was uh, that was a huge play call, and they had 
again, set up that play with earlier runs. Great pre-snap misdirection by Mike Bobo. You send, uh, I believe it was Dylan Bell in motion. It took all their eyes off of Kendall Milton, and he was able to, you know, almost he run in untouched. Carson Beck had already signaled it was it was a touchdown before Milton was even at the five yard line. And so again, I think that was a a big a play of the game, obviously, and then. Oscar Delp, that you know, that uh, big touchdown uh, when Carson Beck hit him as well. That was a huge play for Oscar, Oscar Delp. Obviously, a lot of eyes on him, huge expectations stepping in. Uh, you know, he'd already been playing this season a lot, but you know, when the, the best football player in college football goes down and Brock Bowers, uh, you know, a lot of are going to look at the next tight end on the depth chart. Big play for him. And again, Lab McConkey coming up with big play after big play. He's playing right where Brock Bowers often plays there in the slot. Uh, a huge spin move on that 33-yard completion that set up that score. Uh, I think uh, those were big plays that uh, you know Georgia needed. Those these are guys that Carson Beck can uh, depend on. And I think uh, you look now. Um, I tweeted I posted this right after the game but you look at the last two seasons Stetson Bennett um you know his first season uh you know as the unquestioned starter in, in 2021 he comes out there and has four um 250 yard passing games in that 2021 season last season Stetson Bennett had nine performances in the regular season where he threw for 250 more yards and so now Carson Beck begins his career as a starter now with nine straight 250 plus yard pa passing performances really uh impressed with what he did in the second half you have to give credit to Missouri in the first half I mean they were aggressive that's the kind of defense they were we said that coming in they're going to be aggressive they get after the quarterback as well as anyone in the SEC and they put pressure on you. They blitz a lot, and it gave Georgia's offensive line issues, but it also kind of, uh, you know, it got Carson Beck rushing a lot. You know, they got those those two sacks early in the first half, and it, you know, it kind of shortened his clock a little bit, and it sped things up, I should say. He was uh, not getting through his progressions quickly enough. He was off on his targets. They get They get into the locker room. They made adjustments. They put Carson Beck in situations where he was able to come out there and he was 11 of 14 passing in the second half. And so, again, that is something where you can still grow from that. We're going to continue to harp on, hey, you, you might want to try not coming out slow in the first half at, at some point this season. But still, these are performances now where he's battle-tested he knows even when he gets rattled, uh, you know, he might not make uh, those same mistakes that he made earlier in the season. Uh, he knows to make good choices of the ball, and you now know you got a kicker you can depend on in Peyton Woodring. So if your offense bogs down, uh, your man, your freshman out there just made a 48-yard field goal uh, when his team really needed it. And so now... I mean, he's on a roll right now. And, I mean, Georgia's on a roll. That was their 26th straight win. And, I mean, that's tied for the third longest winning streak in SEC history. 
So uh, you have to remember that the team that was number one in the college football playoff rankings this week was trailing Rutgers 9-7 at halftime. So uh, even though Georgia didn't look as well as you know people may have thought, uh, they were a player or two away from still covering that spread. And I think that that slow start plays a big role there, a big swing. And I think uh, you have to go out there and and practice and, and try to continue to improve because that first half, uh, the defense, you're kind of letting Brady Cook, uh, you know, have his way. He came in as the third leading passer in the conference. He had four 300-yard games in his last six games. But he was giving Georgia some fits with his, with his legs. I mean, he ran for over 50 yards, and Georgia was giving it to him. You know, uh, they were over pursuing and allow, and he saw field and he ran for it. So you have to, you have to fix that for sure because there are some other quarterbacks that you have down the road that you may play uh, that can do similar things. And so that's that's an aspect where uh, you know Georgia's linebackers and their edge, the perimeter defense has to play discipline and not, uh, you know, give him five to 10 yards to the to, to run for, a, you know, open, easy first downs. And uh, speaking of that, uh, Georgia is now uh, given up opening drive touchdowns to their last, I think, three SEC opponents. You're just you're putting yourself behind the sticks a little bit there today. And, and that's something where you, you really have to uh, hone in on that because you're making it a lot harder for yourself than you should. But at the same time, um, I think you got to look at the overall performance. Remind yourself that Beck came out there, threw for 254 and two touchdowns. Um, anytime you get an SEC win, it's a good day. You had some stressful moments here. I think um, you got to uh, – you know, it wasn't the offense's best day, but I think whenever Georgia thinks they need touchdowns, they do score them. Um, I mean, they were down three on their first possession in the second half. And I think uh, you remember Beck uh, hitting Dejon Edwards on that rollout. Uh, that's a great play design to get Beck out there and comfortable. So... Uh, these these kinds of plays, you have to ask yourself: uh, Where is the where are these plays in the first half? Make yourself eat, get yourself in better situations on third down because you were averaging like over eight yards on third down that that you needed for first down. That's that's not good, and that is where you have to have those kind of plays. Like they started that third quarter um, in the first half because it just makes everything easier for you, and. Big plays by, like I said, Lab McConkey, Kendall Milton, Ra Ra Thomas, Dominic Lovett. They each had big plays in this game. Um, I think improving the run game will help a lot, like I said, or improving the calls that, that get you ahead of schedule on second and third down will uh, will do a lot. I, I think uh, credit to the defensive players when they needed them to step up most as well. Like I said, Nazir Stackhouse and obviously uh, – you know, Javon Bullard, big pick to seal the game late. Um, this this defense makes plays in the moments it needs to when things get tough. Um, 
I will also say Julian Humphrey has made things interesting as far as that cornerback rotation goes. He came in there, played some pretty solid coverage, huge uh, pass breakup late in the game. They, they, maybe he earned himself some snaps moving forward. So uh, I, I think that's that's something that you need to to maybe keep an eye on and going into next week. Maybe he he gets an increase of snaps because every time he's on the field, it seems like. He performs at a high level. So, uh, again, uh, the instant reaction here is that Georgia left some points on the board, uh, had some run fits uh, against, you know, a very athletic quarterback and what is probably right now the SEC's leading rusher, I think, and, uh, and Schrader, Cody Schrader from Missouri. I think he is now the leading rusher in the SEC. And, uh, you know, had some success against Georgia. That is something that you want to see them continue to improve on. And we knew that the secondary for Georgia would be tested more than they had at all this season. These are some talented pass catchers out there. Theo Weiss, Luther Burden, um, that's as good as a tandem as as you're going to see, you know, outside of Ohio State maybe. I mean, it's a talented duo. And I, I think that uh, Georgia secondary, the safeties came in highly touted. They had Kamari Laster out there, but Brady, Brady Cook still attacked them uh, for four quarters. So, uh, you know, allowing over 200 yards through the air, I don't think that's, uh, you know, those aren't huge numbers. But they are huge numbers when you're talking about a Georgia defense. That's a different standard, and we can all agree Georgia didn't play up to the standard uh, in, in this game, but man, uh, Georgia still came away with a double-digit win, and you have to remind yourself that this is the best era of Georgia football that you've ever experienced. And so, for your, you know, you're frustrated, and you're coming out with a you know uh, uh, a game that was won by two scores. Please forgive me. I said double digits, but it's obviously a nine-point win. But two-score game—that's um, still that's that's a you know a lot of teams out there would love to be in the situation you're in right now. Georgia still giving Kirby Smart plenty of film that he gets to uh, enjoy motivating his team with, regardless of whether they're ranked one, two, three, or four in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, he will be using all of these moments to teach not only his football team, but also his coaching staff, some self scouting going on there. Um, you know, I'll, I'll have to hear from him on why you brought in Brock Vandegrift or as the announcers, uh, wanted to say, I think they said, uh, Cody Vandegrift, why you brought him in on the red zone. Um, it was a weird time to introduce your backup quarterback into the game. Uh, or that package, but um, again, some early run plays he'd probably like to have back as well. Uh, and so I think you go back to the drawing board, you figure out what works, and uh, maybe focus on uh, you know work working with what you do best. And right now, I think that's Carson Beck, and I think that's your safety play. Put those guys in situations to uh, succeed and. 
maybe cover a couple spreads in these next two games against some really talented uh, opponents and see if you can punch that ticket to Atlanta. We will talk more next week about another uh, very, very intriguing football game with, you know, Ole Miss coming to town. But for this edition of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Kip Adams. Congrats on the win, guys. You guys have a great weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.